Blog Talk Radio. Hey, folks, how you doing? It's Danny Tisdale, and you're listening to the Harlem World Magazine Show podcast. Thank you for being here. And, you know, of course, Happy New Year to you, and I hope you had a great holiday, a great Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate and how you celebrate it. I hope it was great. And um, uh, also, we don't want you to forget, this year is our 20th anniversary. Yes, we're 20 years old, and we will be celebrating it. And we are celebrating it all year long. And thank you for being on the show with us on today's show. As we love to do, we speak to leaders, legends, and trailblazers, and we have one for you uh, today. And as we do, and as we've done for the last 20 years, we love helping our readers live their best life and style. But before we get started, don't forget to hit us up and get that Harlem World content. I'm sorry, the Harlem content on Apple, iHeart, Alexis. Amazon, you name it, we're there. If you haven't realized that, we also have a newsletter, our Harlem World Insider. We call it HWM Insider E-Letter. Sign up for it. Be a part of what's going on and what we're doing. And as you hear me rushing through this, because I want to speak to our great guests who I've known each other, I think, a little bit. Um, And uh, her name is Princess Jenkins. she is a legendary Harlem small business owner. Uh, the name of her business is the Brownstone. Uh, she's well deserved in as being a winner, winner, a winner of uh, a grant through uh, a program that was initiated. Uh, and she can tell us more uh, through the Greater Harlem Chamber of Commerce. I hope I got that right. Uh, one of the other winners uh, was. Um, I'm sorry, it was a uh, – the name of the event, back up, Danny, was sponsored through Carver Bank and the Greater Harlem Chamber of Commerce. And if I get some of this wrong, I'm sure Princess will correct me. The name of the event was the 2022 Minority Women-Owned Green Business Pitch Competition. Uh, Princess Jenkins was one of the winners, and one of the other winners who's not here with us is Diane DeCosta. Um, the idea behind the grant was uh, to uh, talk about how, in a business plan format, how to increase sustainability, reduce waste, save energy, and lower emissions in your business, uh, which is fantastic and, of course, timely as we look at where we are uh, these days, and uh, we're lucky enough, and thank you for being here, Princess Jenkins uh, from the Brownstone. How are you doing, Ms. Jenkins? I'm doing great, Danny. Thank you for having me on the air today, and I just want to congratulate you on 20 years, speaking of legendary Harlem businesses. Thank you, Ms. Jenkins, and I, I just had a staffer tell me that we have Mr. Pugh on the line. Michael Pugh, CEO of uh, Carver Bank, or is that, are you there? Hey, good afternoon, Danny. Glad to be a part Fantastic. of this discussion. Hello to you, Princess. It's always good to hear Hi. your voice. Or Happy New Year, Mr. Pugh. Happy New Year. Well, it's fantastic that we have the uh, both our guests here 
Uh, and uh, just as I mentioned earlier, uh, Mr. Michael Pugh is with us, CEO of Carver Bank. And let's get right into it. Uh, I, I thank you both for, for being here. And this is a question for both of you. And let me warn you both, our 30 minutes together is going to fly by. That in consideration as we get started. Uh, you know, and, and it's for you, Princess, as a small business owner, you know, who inspired you to get involved in business and do the work that you do, that you've been doing in Harlem? Well, great question, Danny. Uh, I come from a grandmother and a grandfather who had a mm. corner store uh, growing up in Saturdays. I found it a treat to go over there and work behind the counter. <laughs> At that point, you know, you you bought hand-dipped ice cream, and they had these little wow. sandwiches you put in to this machine to heat up, and we sold the big red paper because black people played numbers back then and the Sunday newspaper and <laughs> all of that good stuff. Sure. So, uh, and, and my payoff was I could take home a bag of penny candy and a couple of knee-high sodas when it was all said and done. So I saw my, my grandparents actually participate as entrepreneurs. My father has a small contracting company, and um, I was never told no. If you thought you wanted to try it, you could try it, and you know, Fantastic. I've been just being an entrepreneur and enjoying it, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, I ask the question almost to every guest on the show, and it's typically that kind of answer, which is, you know, they've learned from a family member or mom or dad. And uh, Michael Pugh, is that the same scenario for you? Is that how you got into banking, or was there a, a different kind of route? Yeah, I, I think the examples and living that we often have, whether it's through mentors or family members that are mentors, uh, those are frankly the, the drivers that, and, and so for me, uh, you know, very similar. The conversations around our dinner table when I was a kid growing up were often focused on uh, wellness. I come from a family of healthcare providers, and so those discussions about health wellness. And then when I started uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do professionally, my undergrad was in healthcare administration. But I quickly huh. learned that uh, the healthcare field itself, as a young person, was a little bit too much of a grappling reality. You know, the circle of life, seeing people going. And right. so, but what by getting a job as a part-time teller at a bank is that if you could have conversations about money and help people come up with solutions to uh, towards achieving their goals or solving a challenge that's, you know, really impacting their family's livelihood, the look of relief on their face speaks to wellness. And so it's, it's financial wellness that has been a priority of mine for uh, many years and uh, ultimately leading up to this wonderful opportunity over the past 10 years to be part of the Carver uh, Federal Savings family. Uh, certainly so, and, and it's, it's always very interesting, you know, because uh, I, I, you know, as I ask the question, I'm thinking about my, my own history, and much like Princess uh, and yourself, you know, my father having a gas station uh, is really what inspired me to uh you know, uh, open my business because I, I just love his independence and he could call the shots whenever uh, he wanted to. Um, so it's uh, 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 it's amazing how the circle kind of completes itself. So, Princess, you've 
just won a grant. You've been in business. How, Princess, how long have you been in business? The Brownstone opened in 1998 in Harlem. We're going to be celebrating our 25th anniversary uh, midsummer this year. Here I am bragging about 20 years, and you've got five years on me, and and, and I love that. But Princess, is, and Brad, is there... and Brad, you should. <laughs> <laughs> is is there a secret to your success? Is there a formula per se? What's the secret to your success? These twenty five yeah, years. Yeah, I think I think that's a great question. I think the secret to success is one: come to work every day, show up, be present, mm-hmm. treat people well, exceed their expectation. Right? It's it's basic. It's basic information, but it's hard for people because I have a nonprofit organization for women entrepreneurs. And some people think that when you become an entrepreneur, that means, you know, you hand your business over or maybe you just don't show up or whatever. But showing up is the key. And I've showed up for 25 years and continued to elevate my business and my customers and their expectations. And and I love what I do and it just shows. I love people and I love what I do. Uh, I, I completely agree with that in uh I think if my listeners are are listening closely, uh, you did just give the secret sauce, the secret of success, because, yes, uh, my football coach used to always say that, you know, just show up and half the job is already done. Uh, You know, and and Michael, Michael, can you agree with some of that or has your secret of success been been different? Yeah, I, I I totally agree with it. I think the first thing to to Princess' uh, point is that you have to be there. You got to show up. The thing I would add to uh, the very important point that's been made from a banking perspective, and having been thirty years in this business, the the other thing for us is that we must listen to our customers and our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the customer community. Great I think point. it creates incredible way for you to remain relevant and to be a, a financial first responder. Uh, there are many great examples over the past couple of years where we've listened to our customers. Princess participated in a women's entrepreneur roundtable, and out of that roundtable discussion was born the green business pitch, was born a number of things that we have since created. And, again, it's the ability to listen to your customers will help you to remain uh, a responder to what's important. That's, uh, I mean, these are great uh, points, and uh, someone listening might take some of this for granted to, and say that, well, you, you, yeah, of course that's what you do. Yeah, well, it's it's certainly what you do, but, you know, continuing to do it, to do it every day, every week, every month, uh, is certainly a challenge. And the green business pitch competition, Michael, sound great. Um, where did that idea come from? And then, Princess, I'm going to follow up, you know, with you about uh, how you became uh, a winner. Of course, you just told us how you became a winner, but especially this competition. But, Michael, can you talk a little bit about the uh, Green Business Pitch competition? Sure. Well, so first, in order to highlight the Green Business Pitch competition, I think it's important for me to call out that I had tremendous examples of women entrepreneurs in my family since early on, early on as, a, as a young adult. And so it, those examples 
have uh, certainly uh, here. created a call for me to want to make sure that women, and especially women of color, uh, continue to be elevated and have an opportunity to thrive um, in the business world. We also know that in many cases, women entrepreneurs create their businesses out of necessity to uh, care for their households and to manage around complicated, complex schedules while uh, being, in many cases, the leader that keeps all the trains running on time within the home. That's right. That's right. You know, look at some of the data. What it tells us is that black women entrepreneurs are the second fastest growing segment of all entrepreneurs. They are one of the fastest growing segments in areas like Harlem and Brooklyn, but often the last in income. And so the combination of this issue of being last in income along with fast-growing segments, Carver Bank's leadership team, we wanted to do something about this that would help support women entrepreneurs. We saw this green business pitch competition as important because we also understand that Climate change is becoming an ever-present issue for us, and as it's becoming a much bigger issue, typically black and brown communities are disproportionately impacted by anything that changes, um, any significant change or adverse change from an economic or environmental standpoint. So as we thought to to roll this out, uh, Danny, part of it was to learn a bit about how we could support entrepreneurs like Princess Jenkins and and others. Um, We learned through this competition that by having the access to capital, entrepreneurs want to do things like recyclable packaging. They want to do things like uh, moving from paper-based uh, um, advertising content to more digital presence. And with the resources made available, they can do those things that will allow them to achieve more scale and efficiency in their business, while at the same time we're, get, we're giving back to our planet in a much more environmental uh, way. And And I love the competition, Michael, and it makes, of course, complete sense and um you know we uh back in the day when we started we started as a print publication and stopped doing print because uh we were killing 10,000 trees you know each year i i miss print but uh, uh i think i would miss trees more so mm-hmm. the green business pitch competition sounds uh great when i heard it first uh, anything to increase sustainability, to reduce waste, save energy, and lower emissions, you know, uh, just makes complete sense to me. Uh, we're at that halfway point, and I just want to let our listeners know that uh, they're listening to the Harlem World Magazine podcast show with me, the host, Danny Tisdale, and of course, well, I don't want to say of course, but yeah, we always have great guests, and uh, we're going to get right back to that conversation now, and I wanted to ask Princess, since you're one of two winners, even without the competition, you were a winner. Uh, but what was, you think, Princess, the reason that you're one of the winners for the Green Business Pitch competition? 
Well, Danny, like anything, I took the conver- I took the conversation of the pitch very seriously. So I mm-hmm. spent some time uh, looking at my business and saying, where is it we could really scale back on our footprint, our carbon footprint? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the obvious one was in the energy source that we use. We're a retail boutique. We use lots of lighting. So, of course, mm-hmm. energy-efficient lighting would be the go-to. But even deeper, I thought, what is the other thing that we use a lot of? And, and what we use a lot of is paper, believe it or not. Even though we're in a fashion business, paper is a huge mm-hmm. resource for us. And uh, wanting to think about going back to printing our catalog, which was a huge driver for business of, for, for us, I really didn't want to go back into that model right. of paper. So, yeah. As part of the competition, uh, we pitched the digital catalog format uh, because, to your point, doing 5,000 catalogs to go to our 5,000 clients would would average about 22 to 24 pages. We would be eliminating 200-plus trees with each printing, not to mention the amount of energy that it takes to move the trees to have them turn into pulp, (laughs) the energy it takes to turn them into pulp. The pulp then has to be manufactured and turned into paper, right. and then that paper has to be shipped to a printing uh, mm-hmm. press where the ink and the toxins from the ink, and then that has to now be freighted back to me, and then I'm going to individually spend money on postage to get it freighted back out to the client. So as you can see, what a process. that right. is a, yeah, what a process, right? So uh, we pitched the digital catalog and the fact that we could change that catalog at any time. We could move pictures in and out. We can email that to, to, you know, 100,000 people, and it doesn't cost us anything. So we pitched the digital catalog, uh, and that's what we're going to be doing. We're getting our spring line uh, together. We're going to be shooting it digitally. And then we'll be posting it into our catalog, and we're going to start to roll it out. So we're super excited. And we're we're thankful to Carver Bank. And I also want to just acknowledge Diane DaCosta, who was the other winner for her innovative and creative ideas as well. That's uh, fantastic. And I I just, you know, uh, you know, life is amazing because, you know, 10 years ago, Let's just add another five, you know, 15 years ago, I never would have thought that we would not be doing a print magazine, uh, you know, sustainable, sustainability, uh, reducing waste, saving energy was not part of uh, my lexicon of language. And here we are uh, in a new world. And I'm, you know, even though it's our 20th anniversary, I am so hyped about the next 20 years, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. And, you know, I'm going to ask you both a question that you may not be prepared for. And uh, it's a small business question that relates to uh, the last, I guess you could say, two and a half years in, you know, dealing with, you know, COVID. It may be off the topic a little bit, but I I, I do want to ask you, you know, uh, Princess, how have you dealt with COVID over these last two and a half years as we live with COVID? Um, and I know we have 15 minutes left, but if you could make a, a <laughs> short 
response. I, I appreciate that because I, I really am curious how fellow business owners uh, have survived or surviving or dealing with uh, COVID. Yeah. Well, you know, COVID was a shock to everyone's system. Globally, you know, the yeah. world shut down. So yeah. I do believe that the U.S. responded really, really well. Uh, the problem was, and I can take my hat off the Carver Bank, we qualified for the PPP uh, loan, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, a, I'm a Chase member and a Carver member, but Chase completely locked out small businesses. Not only was I able to go to Carver Bank and acquire my PPP loan, loan one and loan two, we always we also built a relationship with Carver so that we could actually send a list of people who were pre-qualified to say, hey, listen, see if you can take care of these people as well. So the relationship between a small business and its banker is key. For those of you who are listening, please, if there's a Carver Bank in your area or even outside of your area, these are, Carver Bank is supporting people who look and sound like me, small business women. We need a banker who is going to take care of us on so many levels. We don't know when there's going right, to be Princess. the next thing. That's right. But you want That's somebody right. there who can help you when the next thing comes. So part of my survival is tethered to Carver Bank for helping us to secure the PPP loan. I continue to be a Carver Bank um a depositor, I also own Carver Bank stock. So if you don't want to be a depositor, mm-hmm. then buy the stock. Support the bank any way that you can, because that is going mm-hmm. to be the key to how we survive the next pandemic. Um, yeah. Very well said, and I'm so glad that you survived. And I, I think I hear you, Mike. Uh, Michael, please uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I First of all, thank you, uh, Princess. And um, it's no question that the pandemic had a heightened level of emotional and mm-hmm. physical fatigue for us all, uh, the losses that we experienced. Um, and uh, I, I think I would be remiss if I did not extend a sincere thanks to all of the first responders that mm-hmm. have continued right. to be on the front line to, to support but, but let me say, you know, Princess is exactly right about relationships being critical uh, when uh, financial decisions are being made. And I think what we learned firsthand from the pandemic, among many things, is that choosing your bank based on the number of locations that they have, um, maybe because of the the latest and greatest new piece of technology, how many countries they're in, that, that's probably not the the best choice in terms of choosing your financial institution. It can be one of your choices, but it shouldn't be your only choice. Because what we learned is that small businesses have to have access to a decision maker, someone with the authority and the skill set and knowledge to be able to help make critical decisions. We saw from the first and second round of the Paycheck Protection uh, Program, which is obviously part of the CARES Act Mm -hmm. and uh, the legislation allowed the stimulus uh, funds to be available to support uh, everyday Americans and small business entrepreneurs. We, We were able to be financial first responders to many small businesses. And, Danny, I'll tell you the thing that we're most proud of 
is that we uh, supported the preservation of more than 5,000 jobs within uh, greater New York City. And that was by getting more than $55 million in uh, loans out there right away to help these small businesses. I'll, I'll just also close this point by saying the the data tells us that more than 40% of black and brown small businesses were at the brink of closing their doors or did, in fact, close their doors, resulting from the pandemic. So the work You, you said design, 40%, Michael? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Um, and, and, so, and, when, and, and, Danny, when you think about small businesses, you know, the Small Business Administration defines small businesses as 500 or less employees. Really, what we're talking about in many cases, these are small businesses with less than 20 employees. And so I, I they don't can imagine, have, right? They, yeah. So they don't have the capital. They don't have the, the resources to help them navigate through those tough times. And that's why you have to have access to a banker. Uh, within your local community that is committed to helping uh, helping you make that? Uh, it, great information, and we are at our last five minutes, so I'm going to ask you both the same question and uh, ask you two questions. Um, um, Princess, you've had this incredible success, this run that you are consistently on, uh, and you've been doing it for 25 years, and, you know, it doesn't sound like there are spider webs growing around your thought processes or your business. Uh, and businesses or um, business owners, are, you know, want to be like the brownstone and, you know, probably want to be in your pumps and be like you. What tips, ideas, would you share with them for those business owners that want to, you know, be like you and be as successful as you uh, have been that as you are and it, and it looks like you'll continue, but how do, um, you know, those who want to be like you duplicate, replicate your success? Well, I remember Danny, when I started out, there was not a course class, workshop or networking <laughs> event that I did not attend. I was on roller skates, right? But what that did was it allowed me to develop a network of people. And I always say your network is your net worth. So you mean you can't do it people, by yourself? You can't do it by mm, yourself? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> so I built, a, I built a wealth of a network of people, all kinds of people. And as my business has grown and developed, I'm able to pick up a phone if I need something. They know that they can call me. Um, but I remember the go. early days. And now SBA, uh, Harlem Business Alliance, the Greater Harlem Chambers. I mean, there's so many places that you can go to get information. And God forbid that you have a smartphone and you don't get smarter by using it, right? You can <laughs> Google anything. You can YouTube anything today. You can research anything today. So I would just share with people that if you have a great idea to get as much knowledge, you know, a knowledge base behind you as possible to definitely save money prior to going into business, maybe continue to work 
and start mm-hmm. the business part-time. And as it's able to replace your income, go into it full-time, create uh, partnerships with people, strategic partnerships to help you grow and develop your business. Those are the kinds of things that I would suggest that people do because, it's a, you know, it's the long game. It's not the short game sometimes. Um, I have a very unique product in Harlem. I sell contemporary clothing accessories, and I'm considered the high end for Harlem specifically. And I remember when I started, people was like, maybe this, maybe that. And I said, nah, there's people who want what I got. So there's also Princess, this thing where you have to believe in yourself enough to, to keep moving. Yes. We we have, believe it or not, 30 seconds left, <laughs> and it felt like we've only talked for five minutes. And maybe, maybe, excuse me, let, let's take maybe out, and I hope that we can circle <laughs> back and uh, uh, have this conversation again. But thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show and talking about uh, uh, your life and being two winners. Uh, thank you for being on the show, and the best for the you both for the new year. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. And folks, uh, there you go. Uh, two great uh, business owners in Harlem, uh, one working for a bank, Harbor Bank, the other uh, independent small business owner, Princess Jenkins. Thank you for listening in. Uh, we'll provide links to each of their businesses so that you can stay in contact with them. Talk to you soon. Talk to you on the next show. Peace.